Hi and welcome to Hagahelia Porvo Stories. I'm Yanni Lunga. And we continue with the conversation we started in the last episode. In the last episode, we started the conversation about the career world. I was joined by Timo Lampikowski, Gentiana Lajczyki and Vera Partanen of the Hagahelia Career Services team. And today, Vera is back with me on the podcast to talk about skills. In today's interview, you're going to hear about two types of skills it's important for you to think about and include in your professional documentation, aka your CV. You're going to hear about the most sought-after skills recruitments and companies are looking for in candidates, according to our recent LinkedIn research. And you're going to hear about the role social media play in job hunting, as well as how to get started with networking. Without further ado, let's dive into the interview. Here is the conversation with Vera Partanen. Today, we're going to talk about skills, some of the skills that are must-haves, skills you need to have in your pockets, in your toolkit, however to want, you want to frame it. And we're going to do that with Vera Partanen from the Hagahelia Career Services. Vera, welcome back on Hagahelia Porvo Stories. Thank you. So, Vera, when it comes to skills, obviously there is a wide variety of skills that can be considered must-haves. I mean, I think every industry pretty much would have its own skill set. But if we look at Hagahelia, its degree programs, and basically the Hagahelia alumni, what would you say are some of the skills that are considered must-haves for the students or even young professionals who are about to enter the work world? Well, yeah, that's a, that is an interesting question. And when, when I start thinking about must-haves for a young professional, the first thing that comes to my mind is that when you think about entering the wor- work world, I would say the first thing is to get ready for the job hunting when you're about to graduate and or you're trying to find a work placement place like uh, just, you know, be prepared because job hunting might be time consuming because you have to prepare your documents and social media ready and then you have to start finding those places and job posts and open positions. So trying to be this kind of proactive in contacting companies and trying to find places, that is the must-have you have to have when you start <laughs> finding those places. So my first tip would be to get this kind of job hunting mode on when you're in the transition phase, going from education to, to start your career. And if you think about skills, well, I could give you a list of skills, like you have to know this, you have to know how to do that and all this. But as a career advisor, I would like to think about it from two perspectives. First of all, you can see skills as soft skills and hard skills. I think you might be familiar with those, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I sure am. But feel free if you want to actually share an example or two, feel free to do so. Usually hard skills are the ones I could give you the list of, but usually hard skills are tangible and quite like this kind of concrete, like it is 
easy to tell about I can do this kind of social media marketing or accounting or something like that. Those might be easy things to put on your CV or in the cover letter. And if you think about your studying some certain subject, of course you should master these hard skills well enough. And during your studies, you have to think about like, this is my main and my core know-how. But if you think about the skills from the soft skill point of view, soft skills might be more hard to recognize. They might be more hard to talk about. So my advice would be to give some time to think about your soft skills and how you could express them. And if you think about soft skills, these these skills are like, uh, for example, communication skills, leadership skills, being flexible in in working environment, and for example, having great problem solving skills. And these might be slightly more tricky to tell about, but at the end of the day, these hard skills and especially soft skills are something that employers are looking for today. For example, if you take a look at different surveys, for example, in LinkedIn, the most wanted skills at the moment are related to soft skills. And I've I've checked that in one LinkedIn listing, the three most wanted soft skills are creativity, persuasion and collaboration skills. While the most wanted hard skills, according to LinkedIn, was this kind of ICT related blockchain cloud computing analytical reasoning. Then you end up in a situation when you really need to think about your skills. And uh, I would summarize it in three points. If you think about going to the work life, be prepared for the job hunting. Take care of your professional competencies, whatever that is. And uh, keep in mind that employer want skilled workforce. And also they are looking people with business mindset. And take some time to think about your soft skills. That would be my must-have list. Thank you, Vera. I think the, the, the example you made from the LinkedIn surveys really made it clear what are basically how to approach our skill set and how to break it into two parts. On the one hand side, we have the soft skills and on the other side, we have the, the hard skills. And one question for you, Vera, when it comes to the the job hunting or actually even the step before we get there because you said it's important to have the mindset because we want to have everything prepared it may take some time before we find suitable positions before we may be picked up as a suitable candidate or one of the top candidates for that position so one question is when it comes especially to social media People who listen to you and I may be students. So up until now, they may have been using Facebook, Instagram, even something like LinkedIn, YouTube, what have you, only for their personal use. What should they think about when it comes to the way they present themselves on social media? Because obviously, if an employer or an HR person Googles my name or your name, our social media profiles will be among the results that come up. So do you have anything to say, maybe some advice when it comes to how to present ourselves on our social media to potential employers? Well, that's a great question again. Definitely, definitely. The important thing here is to remember that the recruitment process is not only happening in LinkedIn. 
Of course, LinkedIn is super important place and it's more professionally oriented social media. But also Instagram and Facebook, they are also used in, in, the, in recruitment processes. So you might want to keep that in mind while you're posting your personal things <laughs> on, online. So just being aware of that LinkedIn is not the only place. It is the most popular place, but not the only one. And if there is somebody who, for example, has been posting a lot of personal pictures, I don't know, pictures of partying or traveling or things like that, do you have any advice on how they should go about it? Do you feel that they should basically make all of those pictures private or how do, do you have any advice basically on how should they approach pictures, videos, content that they've been publishing over the years and that it's content that now may be potentially even affecting them getting a job? Well, of course, one has to have their own personal life. And if you have had nice trips and you have views and nice pictures, I don't see that as a problem. But maybe those, uh, well, I think everyone have this kind of critical eye when it comes to your social media presence. So you might want to think if the crazy festival pictures should be included in the Instagram feed when you were 16 or something like that. I don't know about that. So uh, being critical and expressing yourself in a positive light, I think that's, that's important. Yeah, you Vera touched upon a very good point because I think that, for example, something like travel pictures or pictures of a hobby you have can actually be something that go in or that are an addition to your soft skills, your hard skills. Well, first of all, some of the pictures you may have, let's say on your Facebook or Instagram, could go in the direction of showcasing some of your soft skills. But at the same time, as you said, some of the party pictures or festival pictures, they may not necessarily serve a purpose when it comes to us finding a job. And some people, I think, Vera, may say, well, I know I want to find a job, but I'm currently studying. I'm maybe also working at the moment. And you, Vera, just told me that I need to be ready for additional things to do, meaning preparing and then start the, the job hunt. Do you have any advice on how students who may be listening to you and I right now, Vera, could add basically the, let's call it job hunt mode into their weekly schedule, for example? Do you think it's something that can be done, I don't know, 30 minutes every weekend, or it's something that should be done on a more consistent basis, let's say every day if possible? I necessarily wouldn't think about it daily because you get, you know, you might get <laughs> stress over it. Uh, job hunting is time consuming and it might be stressful, but if you have to do it with the stress, it, it is also something that it's not nice. And when it's not nice, it can be seen in the documents and you might be really stressed in the interview and all that. So there has to be some kind of joy in job hunting also, I think so. But if I think about our students in Haagahelia and they are studying and they might be also going into some work at the same time, I would keep in mind that during Haagahelia studies, there are many ways of combining 
combining the work experience and studies. For example, in Hagahelia, we have this work and study model, which means that if you have already a place to work, you can add your studies into your own work. For example, it might be customer service or social media marketing or something like that. And you can ask your teacher like, hey, I have this work and I was asked to do this social media marketing plan or campaign or whatever. Could I get some ECTs from that? So according to this work and study model, that might be possible. You see the benefit in there. Nice. Thank you for sharing that, Vera. I think it's a, it's a very good suggestion you made. And in strategic thinking, I would definitely encourage everybody who's listening to you and I to give it some thoughts, especially if maybe you're about, you're listening to Vera and I, and you're about to getting started with your studies at Hagahelia. And another thing I know that Hagahelia students can do is to go abroad for a semester, for example, and study at one of the partner universities Hagahelia has around the world. In past episodes, I sat down with Aileen Anderson from International Services, and we talked about the pros and challenges of studying abroad. We had some students who shared their experience, but I want to bring that into our conversation, Vera, because maybe there is somebody who is about to go on an exchange semester abroad. Obviously, at the time we're recording this, the coronavirus situation has had a huge impact on how things go on that front. But I still think it's good for us to talk about that for a moment. So when it comes to our future career and going abroad to do a semester, for example, do you think it's definitely or would it be a good idea to try to combine the semester abroad, the studies there with a potential work opportunity that then comes to our benefit when we want to find a job back here in Finland, for example. Definitely. Like you said, our students have the possibility of going for an exchange, but they also have possibility of doing their work placement or internship abroad. And I think that is highly interesting and great possibility because you get to know new cultures and you will get to use your language skills and all that. But eventually it also provides you something you can express, for example, in your CV or cover letter. You can talk about and tell about that experience like, yeah, I had the courage to go abroad and work abroad and all that. And it also shows that you are a person who is capable of organizing things and going abroad. And it was good that you mentioned about the possibility of going abroad, because also Hagahelia is doing cooperation with Dubai World Expo. Like this is one option also that uh, Hagahelia is doing quite a lot of international cooperation with different organizations. And now Hagahelia students had the possibility of going to to get this practical experience in, in this World Expo, which is huge an interesting possibility. Now we only have to see how it will work out with this corona situation. But anyway, it's a good example of all the possibilities that Hagahelia provides. Yeah, and I definitely think that it's something that would make a student a very interesting applicant for a position, wouldn't you say, Vera? Because maybe somebody is like in his or her early 20s and among the work experience he or she has. There is also, for example, as you said, 
the Dubai War Expo or some other experience abroad. I think that makes for an interesting candidate. Would you not agree? Definitely. Definitely it would. And I've heard the experience from people who have taken part previously in these expos. And they all said that they have been offered a job abroad. So. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely, definitely. What I'm enjoying about the conversation with you, Vera, I think you are letting us know about different opportunities that Hagahelia offers in different spaces, whether it's the the curriculum you mentioned earlier on about the, the working studies, whether it's a semester abroad, whether it's something like the Dubai World Expo. I think these are definitely things that are quite unique. And I, I would urge every student who is listening to you and I to really take advantage of those. Obviously, the number of people, for example, who can volunteer for the Dubai World Expo is limited. But still, I would encourage everybody to take action. And earlier you mentioned a CV and cover letter, and those are topics I know you and I are going to cover in one of the next parts of this series of episodes we're having here. The last question I have for you, Vera, when it comes to the conversation we're having here right now has to do with networking. You told us about some of the hard skills, some of the soft skills, and I definitely think that networking it's something that everybody should think about and should try to to master. And especially nowadays with tools like you mentioned, LinkedIn, for example, and other online platforms and apps, we could potentially even build a network of contacts, not only in Porvo, in the Helsinki area or in Finland, but even on a European or worldwide or global level. So when it comes to start networking, especially as a student, do you have any advice on how to get started? Because I think most students, their network probably consists of their fellow students and their friends. Do you have any tips on how they can start to basically build the more professional level of their network? Again, a great question. And not the easiest one, of course, because I know that many people might have this kind of, when you talk about networking and professional networking, some people might be like, ah, what's that? Why should I do it? It's so time consuming and I really don't even know what that is. But I've heard one, I think it was quite good summarization of what, why one should do networking and pretty much also how. And the idea behind this summarization was like, or the summarization was like, let's be humans to each other. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like uh, being humans to each other and networking, it means that we would be open and helpful to other people and also express this positive interest in what other people do and what they think about the world and getting into those conversations. Like this is the the idea of, you know, staying open and seeing the possibilities and being interested and curious about what is happening around you. When it comes to the studies, like I previously told you, and you said also that it's interesting to see all the possibilities, what you can do during your studies. And here it is again, the same thing. Well, I would start with the LinkedIn. At the beginning of studies, I think everyone will do their own LinkedIn profile. So I would give another second to think about LinkedIn and 
deciding that, okay, I'm going to be active in LinkedIn during my studies and start building the network in LinkedIn. But also during your studies, there are plenty of possibilities of volunteering. You can go to your student union, you can become a student tutor and all these kind of activities. And I believe those also gives you the possibility of this kind of professional networking. And of course, you have to keep in mind that your fellow students will be your professional network eventually when you graduate and enter the world of work, right? But also in Porvo and Helsinki or wherever you are, you might want to be active in recruitment events, but also this kind of mingling and social events which are organized around different topics. For example, in Helsinki area, there are quite many recruitment and peer recruitment support mingling happenings, for example, for international students or international professionals. So yes, again, keeping your eyes open and being active. I like it. I really like your your comments here, Vera, because I think you addressed networking from different points of view. So you talked about basically the, let's say, the Hagahelia ecosystem. So the fellow students, the student association, events that Agahelia may be organizing or being part of. Again, let's think about the Dubai World Expo, for example. And there is also some guest lecturers you may have or companies that may come and collaborate with Agahelia. But then you also talked about the more international level with something like LinkedIn or social media, I definitely would urge everybody to start to, if you haven't been using LinkedIn much, just start making your best to use it. Even if it's just 15, 20 minutes every couple of days, try to do your best to network with people. Start by connecting with all of your fellow students, connect with your teachers. Vera, can students connect with you on LinkedIn as well? Definitely. So make sure to connect with Vera, Vera Partanen on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect with me as well. Try to really, every time you come in contact with somebody, connect with them, add them to your LinkedIn network of contacts because you never know. You may get some contacts that may be very helpful right now and some contacts that you don't even know, but maybe even life or career changing in the future. And you also, Vera, talked about events outside of, for example, LinkedIn or outside of the Hagahelia ecosystem. I know there is a website, an app called Meetup. The site is meetup.com. And there, for example, you can find events, in-person events that revolve around pretty much anything you can think of, whether it's business, whether it's a specific hobby, whether it's, I don't know, a music genre, and they are pretty much taking place all over the world. So those are, I would also uh, recommend that you look into those as well, because you can grow your network on many different fronts all at once. So your Hagahelia world with your schoolmates, the professors and so forth, LinkedIn, maybe you connect with your favorite I don't know, authors or companies you you find interesting, you connect with the CEOs and people like that, or even people who you maybe potentially want to be your employers. And then also look at something like meetup.com. Vera, this has been a very 
interesting conversation. I want to say thank you so much for your advice today. And do you have any final words that you want to share when it comes to what we've discussed, whether it's something about soft skills, hard skills, whether it's about networking or anything else? Well, I would conclude that when it comes to the skills and job hunting and networking, just try to keep a positive mindset. It will help you a lot. Great. Thank you very much. All right, we're back. A big thank you to Vera Partenen. You heard her. If you would like to connect on LinkedIn, you can do so. You find her over on LinkedIn at Vera Partanen. If you'd like to connect with me as well, you find me. I'm Yanni Lunga. The final tip I'm going to conclude this episode with, there's actually two comments. The first one has to do with the Dubai World Expo, which, as you may have heard of, has been postponed. So at the time we recorded this interview, it still was supposed to happen in 2020. Now it has been postponed. The second comment is more of a tip I want to share with you and is try to start to build a networking habit into what you do. For example, if you happen to go to an event or something like that, start to try to do that on a regular basis, connect with people. I do that as much as possible. To give you a practical example, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke at an online conference. And one of the first things I did was actually to look at the list of other speakers and connect with them on LinkedIn. I think it was about 20 other speakers or so. Most of them accepted my connection requests because I personalized them. And all of a sudden, with just a few minutes spent sending those requests, I've added several contacts to my network. So if you're starting a new course, a summer job, you attend an event, you go to, I don't know, a public library, there is an author reading a book or something like that, start to make the habit of taking a moment to connect with the person on LinkedIn because you never know, some connections can be very powerful right here, right now, and some other connections could be very useful months or even years from now. In the next episode, Vera and I continue the conversation here on the career topic, and we're going to talk about your CV and cover letter. So today you heard about skills. You have some time to think about your hard skills, your soft skills. Perhaps you can even get some pen and paper and make a list of those, because in the next episode, you're actually going to hear about what to include in your CV, how to structure that, as well as your cover letter. I'm Yanni Lunga, and you've listened to Hagahelia Porvo Stories. <laughs>